Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Play action. Looking. Punch. Throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas! Oh, my! Monday Morning Quarterback with Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play big. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh, wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown. We went out and got him because we thought it was a chance to be able to get a great player of his magnitude. Those things don't come around often. What he's done, he's elevated everybody around him. He's made me a better coach. He's made his teammates better. He's such a great person. I think you guys know from getting a chance to interact with him, if you don't root for this guy, something's wrong with you. And, um, you know, he's a great competitor. I think we saw that each of the last – we've seen that really throughout the whole season, but I think it's really been on on display these last couple weeks. We talk about competitive greatness all the time, being your best when your best was required. He embodied competitive greatness today. Love Matthew Stafford, Gary. All right, there you go. Sean McVay talking about his quarterback. I bet he loves him now, and we love our quarterback too. Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. What do you say there, Clint? Man, not much. Another good weekend of football, man. It's uh... – it's all is well, brother. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We're good. You know, it's like uh, the old Wayne's World deal. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. I mean, I don't feel like we deserve all this. I mean, it's been six just ridiculous games these last couple weeks, and this weekend was certainly no exception. Awesome finishes, overtime in one, a field goal in the other, and, um, you know, you just heard the coach talking about Stafford. It's a great story. I asked the guys earlier, you know, who do you find yourself – um, rooting for who's the better story? I mean, Burrow coming off the injury last year as a young player, or Stafford, who's paid his time and then some in Detroit at this point. Well, I tell you what, the good thing is, is I'm not a fan of either, so I just stick my, I just, I put my feet up and I just enjoy the the beautiful football that's being played. To be honest, I mean, I'm not, I had zero skin in the game. I did call, I did call, I, I, I will in, in, a, in a rather flippant manner. I, I did call Cincinnati to the Super Bowl, so I do have a little something to. Mm. To, to root for there. But, yeah, I mean, from a quarterback perspective, look, I think both these guys have great stories, far different stories, obviously. But, um, I mean, great stories that, that, once again, you know, just the the, the – I mean, as we watch it all unfold and, and we get to live it with these guys. I, I think the cool thing about this is is you've got, once again, you know, we try so, we try so hard throughout the season to put the pocket passing, high processing – accurate distributor of the football, we, we, we try to just – we try to put that quarterback, you know, in, in the past and, and and really get hung up on all these guys that can do all these different athletic things and, and, and it's sexy as hell. And here we get down to the final game again and, and we got two high-level processing pocket mm. passers that can't run themselves out of a damn wet paper sack, but they're, they're the, the last two standing. So uh, – Definitely a lot of storylines around these two quarterbacks, man. It's going to be fun. I won't argue with you, but I will say Burrow did make a couple of critical plays with his feet yesterday. We, we give him a slight advantage of the two not great runners. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I, you know, look, I think I think Matt Stafford is. I think they're probably very comparable. Um, yeah, I, Stafford you know, had a big I, first I, down run too. I remember mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, neither one of neither one of them are setting any records. But but I, I tell you, the thing about Matthew Stafford, you're right. Look, Burrow's probably a better athlete than I give him credit for, and, and Matthew Stafford is the one guy that, um, although he's kind of he's long in the tooth now, and he's, and he's getting up there in age, so it's not as as uh, I don't think as powerful and as, as as you know, it doesn't stand out as much as it once did. But man, you know, for years I've left him out of the conversation of just the, the crazy arm talent in the league. I mean, so often we go to. Aaron Rodgers and, and Pat Mahomes, and he's he's not either of those guys, obviously, but he damn sure should be in the conversation. I mean, he's got some. You talk about a guy that can drop the drop his arm down sidearm or or get his release up high when he's throwing the ball over the middle of the field. You talk about a guy that can rip it to any part of the field, and and uh, no no receiver can run out of range in terms of arm strength. He, he's one of those guys. So mm-hmm. again, I mean, the storylines are just crazy right here with with the quarterback talk around the around the Super Bowl. Whether we're talking about the guys that are in it or the guys that aren't. Let me ask you about a couple of key plays, and we were asking this as a question of the day today. What was the bigger breakdown or the missed opportunity? The end of the half for the Chiefs where they decided to push their luck, and unfortunately for them their luck ran out before the end of the half, or the dropped interception, which we thought was really just a physical mistake by the defensive back for the Niners. And then I'm going to play the first part of this clip, Clint. This may be something you guys will talk about on your show, but – just his reaction, I guess, after the game was a little – I thought it was very honest, and I appreciate him being so open about it. But this is this is a, a, the defensive back tart. I see it. I'm like, oh, yeah, he, he f***ed up. It's, we about to win this game. He's thinking that as the ball's in the air. I mean, so I'm thinking, was he really locked in, making up, ready to make a play? I mean, I don't know. But obviously there was two huge missed opportunities that certainly could have changed the outcome this weekend. Yeah, look, I, I think, you know, being a guy that dropped the ball in a critical moment, man, I, I mean, I, I can understand sometimes the simplest things that uh, for, for us on the, sitting on the couch look very simple are actually actually really difficult. I mean, I'm sure he, he was expecting to get hammered uh, or contacted to some degree by the by one of the two receivers that were in the in the pad or, or, or in the vicinity there. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, that, that, that was obviously a play that that guy's going to have a hard time living down there. There's no question about it. He'll lose sleep over that. But I think, I think the Kansas City – not just the end of the first half, but you look at the way that game was laid out. I mean, Kansas City had a chance to put him to bed. I mean, Kansas City was up twenty. I think it was twenty-one to ten at the time, and and they're they're going in, and they got a chance to not only score there, but don't forget they're getting the ball coming out of halftime. Right. And so you got you got the most prolific offense in the game, maybe maybe ever, but definitely in years, and. You know they got a chance up eleven to swing the game fourteen more points. I mean, you, you could have put that team to bed and not even given them a chance and gone straight prevent defense them there the entire second half. And so I, I got to say, I got to say the way Kansas City played at the end of the first half and hell, I mean, if we're being honest, the end of the football game, I, I just think arrogance. You know the 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 uh, the arrogance that, at, at, that and that's not the right word, but that's the best thing I can think of right now at, that Kansas City plays with. We accept it because usually they they capitalize on it. We we accept Pat Mahomes and his willingness to drop down and throw a a, a, a sidearm fastball that almost fails into the stands, but he's got an unbelievable athlete that climbs the ladder and goes and catches it for a touchdown. We we you know we we celebrate that and and, and we love it and it's great. Now, but the reality of it is, guys, it's, it's so difficult to win playing that style of ball. And we watched that bite him in the tail at the end of the first half. Who in the hell throws the ball short of the end zone with five seconds left in the game? I mean, that's just, I mean, in the first half, that's just arrogant as it comes. And then you look at how he played down the stretch and took the sack and almost fumbled late, and they ended up kicking the field goal anyway. I mean, it's just it's a it's a level of arrogance that they think they can 
they can play that way, and it, it bit them in the tail again. I mean, it's just we accept it because they've won so much with it. But ultimately, boy, it is the, the level of difficulty is is absolutely through the roof, man. Could you tell on TV what the Bengals did defensively to change things up? It just uh, all of a sudden, the second half, there was not much open for Mahomes, and he was scrambling around, looking, 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 and there was nothing. I and mean, it was a complete change of what we saw early in the game. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't. That, that was the, the crazy thing about it was, is uh, you know, obviously I couldn't tell from the from the TV copy. Hopefully they'll, they'll drop the all twenty-two, but well, you know, I couldn't tell from the TV copy. But the crazy thing about it, Wes, is it. They, they didn't just shut down, you know, the enemy and Reed and, and Patrick Mahomes. Hell, I mean, they, they shut those. There were several critical moments where Patrick Mahomes scrambled around for an additional three or four seconds, and, and the, the all-star cast that he has, that receiver, wasn't able to break open. And so um, I don't know what the hell they did, but, but I tell you what, it, it, was, it was obviously um, the, right, the, the right call at that time. The crazy thing is, is you look at Kansas City, and in their, their two matchups with the Cincinnati Bengals, one regular season and one, one last night, they, they scored six points in the second half of the ballgame mm. uh, combined. I mean, they scored three, I think, in the first meeting, and they scored three last night. Mm. So um, it, it, it's, it's interesting to see how they struggle in the second half. I, I, I have no clue what the adjustments were, but, I, but I'm definitely uh, going to do my damnedest to get, you know, do, the, do the digging and, and figure out what it was because we've, we've, we've only seen that a handful of times in in, uh, in in terms of, of slowing that offense down to that degree, we always hear about it with the quarterback. You know, he's got that it factor, and Burrow's got it. How important is it when you start looking at a quarterback? If you could measure it in draft day or, or leading up to draft day, uh, over the other qualities of a quarterback, how important is having it? It's, it's the number one. I mean, it's, it's the number one factor in, in quarterback play, and. and in, in my opinion, I mean, when you're when you're evaluating a kid, so often we get it, we get you know tuned into the arm talent or the size or the speed or the athletic ability and uh, or the stats. You know that that's that's a big big uh, you know something that they evaluate big time. But but I mean, ultimately, I've said this from the jump, and I know Justin, you and I've talked about this. I mean, hell, several times over the last twenty years. I mean, I I, I want what I want to do first and foremost. If I know a kid can play. Okay, it, it, we we got it figured out. I mean, if he can make all the throws, if he's athletic enough, moves well in the pocket, got good mechanics, okay, this kid can play at a high level. I want to put him in a cafeteria. I want to let him go in the cafeteria first. I want to let him sit over in the corner at a table of about eight, and then I want to open open the doors for the rest of the fellas. And and if 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 that kid's got you know eight or ten guys around him, just breaking bread in, in the in the first couple of minutes that that they uh they get their their tray in the cafeteria then you got your guy Mm. if he's sitting there alone 10 or 15 minutes into it or one guy's over there then you don't have your guy i mean there's no way to measure the it factor but the one thing it is it's contagious it's attractive and when you have it people want to be around you people want to fight for you people believe in you and uh ultimately that's that's what you're right that's what that's what joe burrow has that's what that's what a lot of the greats have and then you've got west the crazy thing about it is when you got a guy that's got the hit factor like that, he gets put in a really good uh, position, he wins some ball games, and then the next thing you know, you've got a Tom Brady where not, – not, I don't mean for a sixth championship. I'm just talking about the ability to where anybody that steps into your locker room, like anybody that the Bengals sign moving forward are going to step in that locker room with the, with the ultimate respect out of the gate. Now, if Joe Burrow does something stupid to lose, that's on him. 
But out of the gate, anybody that steps in that locker room is going to have the ultimate respect for him and do whatever the hell. If he says, hey, in the offseason, we, we stay in Cincinnati and we throw in the indoor four times a week, then it, that's what guys are going to do. And so you couple that it factor with some winning, and, and boy, you, you've got a powerful being in, in your building, and, and, and it could last a long time. Clint Sterner joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's all brought to you by Motorsports Authority. MAStore.com is their website. Speaking of a guy with the it factor, and I have to say I did not expect him to do what he's doing in his career so far, but Cooper Cup is rewriting the record books. He had nine nine for 183 and a touchdown against Tampa, and he bettered it yesterday from a two-touchdown standpoint and two more catches. He only had 142 yards, I say only. <laughs> but that's a pretty good two-week run. He's got 25 postseason catches in three games. Clint, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this dude, I, I just like I used to say about you know Jerry Rice all the time, how does this dude keep getting open? Why, if you're not guarding anybody, you got to find Cooper Cup, right? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, we look. We're sitting there watching that game last night. And same thing. It's like, how in the hell does Ken keep getting open? And I tell you, look, Sean, Mc, Sean McVay obviously is one of the best offensive minds in the game. I mean, you look at that offense he's running. You know, he and Shanahan and 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 uh, Zach Taylor and and uh, my, my mind, the guy in Green Bay, they all come from the the, the same the same <clears throat> lineage, if you will. Um, I mean, those guys see it through a different lens than most right now in the NFL. And and, and the crazy thing is, Justin, is what – and look, look, it's part of, of what McVay and, and – I uh, can't, can't think of his GM's name out there off the top of my head right now either. But those those two guys have, have pushed all their chips to the middle. And they, they've done what – they, what they've done, obviously, is compiled a ton of talent. But, but they've got an offensive play caller, a quarterback, and – a uh, a couple actually, but a, a game changing receiver in Cooper Cup, and when you have that combination right there, I mean it's hard to fail. Um, and, and then and then you you mix in you got Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side. Now it's gonna that's gonna either get attention or get a one on one matchup. So that's a that's a hell of a deal. And so they've created a situation around Cooper Cup where man, it's it's really hard to stop him. Whether you double him and you let OBJ play or even if you do doubling, they've got some creative play callers, man. They they got a creative mind over there in a polo on the sideline that is an absolute game changer. And so it's it's just the, the perfect formula. The teams that have it, um, hell, look look at Cincinnati. I mean, you got you got an old quarterback in in, uh, in Zach Taylor. You got a, a high level processing quarterback in in in, in Joe Burrow, and you've got an a, an unstoppable one on one wide receiver and. That's the formula right now, man. If you have that and you're all seeing the game through the same lens, boy, you can win a lot of ball games and put up some crazy numbers. Clint, we've got to go uh, real quick. Can you give my boy Josh McCown a little bit of a break, please? No, I ain't giving Josh. I like Josh. I love Josh. It's not about Josh. It's about these, these silly-ass Texans down here talk, thinking they can, hire, they can reinvent the wheel and hire a, a guy that's never, ever coached the game of football and compete in this league. They're crazy. I love Josh McCown just like everybody else does, but I'm I'm quarterback coach OC at best, not not, not head coach, dog. I missed that over the weekend. He can hire a great offensive coordinator and a great defensive coordinator and kind of take the Pittman route and just be the head coach. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ifs. I mean, if they if – they, the problem is the guys that are doing all the hiring have hired David Culley. They kept Tim Kelly, Bill O'Brien's right-hand man. Um, and now they're fixing to hire a head coach with zero experience. So I, I don't trust their ability to go out and find an uh, offensive coordinator, like I just said, that sees the game at a different level than most and find that star wide receiver and, and that star quarterback. Hell, they got a star quarterback that they're, that they're <laughs> um, in the process of trading. So 
yeah, I just I don't have a whole hell of a lot of trust for what these guys are doing, their ability to do, um, you know, do what it takes to win ball games down here, man. That's that's the that's the overall. I mean, ultimately, that's the the, the short of the long, if you will. Yeah, Clint, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. You got it, man. Y'all, y'all be good. See All ya. Right.